Hello, everyone. Welcome to She's an Outlander, a podcast dedicated to the television show Outlander. My name is Stacy, and I'm Brittany. And hello, hello. welcome, Hi. welcome back. How's it going? Thank you for um, joining us. Right, uh, we are nearing the end, my friends. Um, I know. This is episode eleven. So the pen, so the penultimate episode of the season. That is a stupid word. Have I, I know. I know. You're like, well, well, I don't like penultimate. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so, it's like such a big word for such a stupid meaning. The second to last episode. Yeah. Like what a dumb, <laughs> why does that have a name? I don't understand. I don't know. It's not the ultimate. It's the penultimate. Penult- well, so then do you call the finale the ultimate? No. See? You don't. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't know if it has something to do with like, I don't know. It's Definitely someone out there is listening and can tell us the, the root of this. It's, I don't know if it's a literary term, but I was like, you know, the climax of the story or whatever, when the action is really. Yeah. Right. It, it's, um, there's rise and then climax. And, 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 yeah. And then and sort of fall. But I, I don't know. I still feel like there's there's more to come. So we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, we are nearing the end, my friends. So Ooh. we're going to jump. We're going to jump right into this. I, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, podcast host, talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to jump right into this. And I was like, I feel called out. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> the accuracy hurts. <laughs> I feel attacked. Um, but for this, we're actually going to jump right into it. We're only about two minutes in. So oh, that, that still fits. That still fits. Okay. So, um, so this is obviously season five, episode 11, titled Journey Cake. Um, Brittany, I like that. Brittany made a face of like, what? What journey the hell cake. is journey cake? We will find out. We will find out what journey cake means. Is it a cake that you eat on your journey? Journey? <laughs> Maybe. That would make sense. You know? This is a walking tart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want a walking tart? <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. That's so stupid. <laughs> the journey cake and the walking tart. Oh, the walking tart can have another meaning too. It can. Yeah, oh god. And that's oh, so dumb. Oh my that's god. So dumb. I don't know why that happened. Made me oh, laugh god. so hard. Made me I laugh too. <laughs> okay. 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 So journey cake. Okay. okay. So this episode. This episode <sighs> is written by Diana Gabaldon. Oh, oh so, the one, the only, right? Um, and I, I thought she maybe had written episodes before, but I went back and checked. And I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I checked through all the previous seasons, and I'm pretty sure this is the first episode where she's. I don't remember you saying written it. Her. Yeah, like obviously she's credited. Yeah, for everyone of like original story by, and she's yeah. she's been a consultant on the show <laughs> since the beginning. But I think this is the first actual episode that. Oh, because um, I don't remember. Like right. I would think, I would think that I would remember you mentioning it because we would have this conversation. So, so you're correct, right? Okay, and then <clears throat> this is directed by Jamie Payne. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, so we start. We have a little bit of like a cold open, so we open okay. right away, um, and we can tell it. All it almost they almost indicate to us that like. quite a bit of time has passed because we can see it literally it's like it's like snowing and then it's like spring and then summer and then it's like autumn and then it and then it tells us autumn 1772 okay so we know we're in 1772 um and we see um jamie and claire 
and Bree and Roger are traveling back to the ridge from they've clearly like made a trip into Willems Creek to like get supplies and you know okay. all that kind of stuff and so Jamie and Claire are on horseback um, behind the sort of horse-drawn buggy that Roger and Bree are in and they have like supplies in the wagon and all that kind of stuff and they're just jaunting along on their way back and Jamie and Claire are chatting and Jamie's like Jamie's like, oh, what's in those burlap bags? I don't recall buying those in Willems Creek. And Claire's like, mm, peanuts. And Jamie's like, peanuts. And she's like, mm-hmm. And he's, Jamie's like, why? For peanut um, butter? <laughs> well, and he's like, why? The pigs don't want, don't want for slops. Or uh, do you mean to make medicine out of them, Sassanac? And she's like, no, sandwiches. Um, ah, peanut butter. She's going to make peanut butter. She's like, I haven't quite mastered ice cream yet, but I'll be damned if Jemmy grows up without tasting peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He's like, they are oh, the best. Okay. Um, so then they're walking. They're, or they're not walking. They're going along. And then all of a sudden they sort of look over the side and there's like, like a lone house in the sort of off, off the path or whatever. And they can tell okay. it's like, it's been burned down to the point. Like it's still like smoldering. Like oh. it's, it's like relatively fresh. So they stop and they're like, uh, okay. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Like, let's sort of, let's sort of check this out. And so then, um, <clears throat> so then um, we can see that Bree and Claire have like stayed up at the on the path with the wagon and stuff, and the and the the fellas, Jamie and Roger, have gone down first just to like check, and they sort of go inside and like sort of it's really burnt down, like to the point that the, that the roof is off, like the Ooh. roof is like gone. And they is this go the Browns' in, house. It's or like the still. Dead? No, I'm we not are not over that. We're that not in so annoying. We're not in. We're not in Brownsville. Well, um, I don't know your weird map. We're on the way back. Maybe we go no. through Brownsville. Well, and this is in a. And this is like literally like one. Oh, okay. Home in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that they've okay. just sort of come across. Um, and so they go in and they can so see. And they that can goddamn see. brother. What was his name? I'm so pissed at him. There's lion thing. Lionel. I know that mother effer. That mother effer. Um, Texas pig. <laughs> um, and then so then they go so they go and they can so that once they see that it's safe then jamie calls for claire he's like claire calls her down and then they, they can see that there's like they can see there's some like burned charred up bodies in there oh, like, God. like a what family a like a family was in there and they're investigating it's still smoldering they're like clearly it must smell awful too like if you've oh, yeah. ever i've never smelled burned flesh but i smell when someone's burned their hair and it's oh awful. yeah that's a bad smell I couldn't Awful. imagine like a whole body. Oh God, that makes me want to Awful. vomit. I remember, I remember like, do you remember at a time in our lives when, I mean, maybe grade seven, grade eight, maybe grade nine, when boys were so dumb and they would take friggin' Axe body spray and like they would light a lighter and then spray Axe body spray at it. And it's like a little mini blowtorch. Don't do this at home, kids. This is very, <laughs> very dangerous. I'm just going to put yeah, it out there. That seems stupid. It's but... really stupid. But I the, mean, do you remember a time fair, when Axe body spray was like the thing in like grade I six, was gonna seven, say, eight, nine? Yes, mm -hmm. I do. And honestly, it's as much as I don't want people to burn down their houses, also burn up the Axe because that shit is toxic. It never smoke good. They would drown in it. It's oh, instead oh, of God, showering. make you cough? Oh, God. Awful. I mean, I also made questionable choices with like my eye makeup in grade sixes and seven. That's in true. grade six and seven and wore but like I wasn't dark a green yeah, eyeshadow. Yeah, but I wasn't a cloud of biochemicals. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. They walk by and it would just be like a yeah. hit of like, oh, B.O. Literally. and Axe. 
like rather than shower they're just gonna throw oh god the, what weird years like grades they were strange like grade six seven eight by grade nine ish you're starting to figure it out but like six yeah. seven eight is like a weird see i wasn't patch. the big i mean i did the raccoon a little bit of eye makeup but i was big on the like the gel that like oh. hair scrunch gel and you literally like <laughs> trying to noodles. It. He's trying and to... then you'd like wash it out and it'd be slimy that's when I realized my hair had zero curl to it. And you tried <laughs> oh, yeah, to diffuse so it. Straight. You tried to diffuse it and it just like didn't stick. I like tried so hard and it just got I had hard friend, and crunchy. I had a friend that used the actual iron to Circa. straighten our hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the ironing board, we go like this. Oh, my God. Circa like 2002, Two, oh, 2003, God. 2004. The choices. The choices. Oh, my gosh. Um, but but no, like literally I had a guy, a guy. And he did this on the bus. He literally had, he would ha he lit a lighter yeah and then sprayed Jesus. his axe like aerosol can at it That's and it so made dumb. it like a mini blowtorch but this dumb ass mother uffer pointed it at himself at one point <gasps> and like literally singed like a little bit of it he was this must have been grade eight because he or maybe nine because he was getting no maybe grade nine grade nine boys are dumb too grade nine and, boys are dumb um and uh and grade 10 because he got a little bit of his beard my experience double. by 40 they start to get a little bit of wits <laughs> Because he started to get, he got a little bit of his like beard still and the <laughs> bit of his hair, and like he he like oh he like got it so like he didn't like burn his face like it was it, but it singed it but it was like I, I enough that I could smell the like burning hair and God. I was like ooh, so I could only imagine <laughs> that was a long detour I could only imagine what this smelled like so anyway. They're walking, they have like handkerchiefs over their faces. It probably smells ooh. awful. They're ooh. investigating, they're coughing because of the smoke and everything yeah. too. And so they're investigating and, and Roger's like, dead. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Thanks, and then Roger. Jamie's like, I, they all are. And then, and then, although good question, Roger's like, why are they all in the house? Why didn't they try to run outside Murder. when the fire started? Um, it's a bit strange. The fire and, is a cover up. Well, and Jamie said, Classic. and Jamie's like, because they were all dead before the fire started. I cannot tell you, what Jamie. killed them. I mean, Jamie w would know. Our buddy Knox did the yeah. fires. Same cover thing. <laughs> he's like, but but he's like, you know, I can't tell what killed them. And then Roger's like, oh, there's another one over here. And then Claire comes in and she's looking and she's like, well, and I can tell how this one died. And th this one has like an, a little arrow in in their Ooh. chest. And they're like, and so then Bree's like, Bree's like Indians. And Jamie's like, I mean, it could, yeah, it could be. Seems unusual though. There's only one arrow. Um, let's yeah, all take a look. them. He's like, let's all take a look, see if anyone got away or is maybe hiding in the woods. <clears throat> so they're all looking, they're looking, they're all, and we can hear like Claire calling. Claire's like, hello, hello, we're here to help. Is anybody out there? Bree's calling, like, is anybody there? The, you know, Jamie and Roger, they're looking around. They're like, is anyone there? Is anybody there? And then Roger kind of rounds the corner at the back of the house and he sees this like, what I'm taking to be younger, maybe she's like 13, 14 girl, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I could tell you the only reason you can really tell she's a female is because uh, the dress that she's wearing, but she's like, it's not good. Like really, really badly burned. Oh, like, no. More than third. Is there above third degree? Like friggin' 10th degree burns. Like, oh, to the, oh, oh like really bad. Like still a little alive. And, and Roger sees her and he, he literally is like, oh, God. And then. And then Jay and, and then and then you know Jamie comes around the corner and is looking and Roger sees him and then he's like Jamie and he he says Jamie 
And so then Jamie he gets Jamie's attention and Jamie comes over and they're both like looking down. They look at each other like they it's real. It's it's really like she's awful. not going to survive. that. Oh, no. like absolutely. she must be incredible pain, like pain. struggling to breathe. Oh you can see like all the way down into layers of skin. Like, oh, bleh. God. So Jamie comes over and he like kind of knows. Right. And so he he pauses and looks and he looks at Roger and he shakes his head, meaning like, no, like, don't even no. don't yeah. even bother calling Claire over here. Like, we can't there's no saving this poor girl so then jamie goes to put his handkerchief over over the girl's mouth and roger says no i'll do it and so then roger's like it's gonna be all right sweetheart and then he starts and then he starts then he starts smothering her and while she's while he's doing that jamie is saying i don't know where he busts out this i don't know where this is from but he like removes his hat and he he says he starts, you know, just saying like, thou goest home this night to thy home of autumn and of spring and of summer. Thou goest home this night to thy perpetual home, to thy thine eternal bed, to thine eternal slumber. So he's saying that like as she's, as she's passing. Um, passing. And then, so then she dies and it's aw- it's awful. And then we get a little bit of a cut and we can see like Jamie and Claire, Roger and Brie have like dug graves for like this whole family and they've buried them and they've put like a little wooden cross and they're finished so they're they're sort of wrapping it up putting the shovels away and they're going back into you know to travel back home they're like "Mm, that was a detour we weren't anticipating that's fun everyone you know could you imagine getting back to the ridge and be like so how's the trip home (laughs) oh you know lovely relaxing buried a family that was murdered so great so then So then from there, we go into the, oh, like, the opening sing me a song. Um, so we go into sort of the intro. And then um, fun, and then fun little tidbit. I never really tell you these, but it's cool. Like, so, the you know, the little title card when we get to the end yeah. of the intro, the little title card. <clears throat> it's, we can tell, obviously, we, ne- we don't see faces, but we can see sort of from the chest down. We can tell that it's Claire wearing the outfit that she wore when she came back through the stones um, oh. um, in season three. Okay. Um, and she's she's like sitting on a bench somewhere in Scott Edinburgh, somewhere in a city. Um, and she's like pulled out of her pocket like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's like wrapped in saran wrap that has clearly been like brought with her. And she like and I this is from the book. I this is like their little because they didn't put it in the episode because they just sort of jumped right from right her, her stepping out of the puddle and then she was there. In the book, she, we she we actually get her coming back through the stone, like her describing. Oh her describing how awful it is going through the stones and how every time it gets worse and how she's like legitimately i think if i were to ever go through them again like i would die like Jesus. it would kill me she's like it's getting worse every time uh, okay. um and the whole you're supposed to stay trip- where you're supposed to be claire which is with james <laughs> no not going back with frank no god right um Even and the stones so are like screw you stay here like, stop it stay here stay we're gonna be here. awful so and then and you know we have the whole journey of her like getting a ride into edinburgh and oh, and all that okay. kind of stuff so they, they cut all that which i get it but yeah. so it's like a little it's bit slow. of a nod and so we see her like opening we can see her like opening it and then like the 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 saran wrap or as like the brits might call it cellophane the saran wrap <laughs> or plastic wrap sort of like accidentally blows away and, and you're she's like, like butterfly like, effect literally <laughs> i was like claire what did you just do are you the first person with plastic pollution <laughs> in history <laughs> litter you were the one that started killing the turtles it was you, you claire it was you. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and then, okay. So anyway, so oh that's God. what that Speaking little opening of, is. Okay. You got me off. Cause I've never seen, you know, these like the brand things where you have the ball and you open them and they have the little mini replica brand things. That's like the whole TikTok trend where they open them. It's like two years ago. Oh, I don't know. Brand. Oh. I don't yeah, know. Like branded things. Like you can get like a tiny little replica Coral Corolla chalk or a little ketchup bottle or a little oh, craft dinner bottle. The little collectible things. Sort of, yeah, I see weird things like that at Indigo. Yeah, they're like, like balls why? of plastic. That is so much, much fucking wa- plastic yeah. waste. Because what do you do with those stupid little... Like, at least I with know. us when we like had like Pokemon cards or... Like, not to be like an you, old... You did but, like, something with you them. You did like a game. Like, if it's a game, I get it. But Even Crazy Bones. Of- you could do a... There was a little bit of a, a game, game with them. Still, that was like a waste of... Pl- I liked Crazy Bones. I don't know where my. I went. know. I had a whole collection of them. And then box. for what? I don't know. Yeah. Like, what a waste. Of- but, like, we did it too. Po- uh, Pogos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you could kind of play a game with those. Po- Pogs too. Yeah, Pogs, you could play, yeah. play with them and stuff too. But like these stupid ball things, because they also come in so much plastic. I hate it. Why? Is there well, so much like Polly Pockets, still? so much plastic, but at least so you much played pl- with them. Yeah. You, like, it wasn't like this little, world. like, okay, you just open it and then you have a little mini ketchup bottle. What do you do with that? I know, I know. I see that stuff like that at Indigo all the time where there's like they, little like, miniature things and I'm just like, why? Like if it's like a fun surprise to open, see what it is, make it biodegradable. Why do, why do we, we need so much that? plastic? I know, I know. I, anyway, it is sorry, true. that was my last tangent because I didn't realize how much plastic they came into. Like it's a whole yes. thing of plastic. That's irritating to me. Yeah. I'm like, even if the little things are plastic that are choking and hazards. it's wrapped in plastic. It's wrapped in this big chunk of plastic i hate it why? why i know it's kind of like my cousins were obsessed with those like shopkins toys oh yeah like little and i'm like they're so i don't what do you do with, i mean i get it Polly pockets were little tiny things too but they came with like their whole case and like you could create like a little mini world with them but like yeah. i was like what do you do with the shopkins anyway not that i'm trying to judge but just i hear I'm you not, there's a lot of plastic the, the everywhere plastic waste it's, it's just true. frustrating to me in this day and age why we need that. So yeah, Claire, go and chase that plastic wrap that yeah. you just Can let you get blow that away. Wrap out of here. You get forward. Okay, the saran wrap. Go get it. Um, okay. So anyway, so we're so we're now open. Um, so we're at the ridge, um, and it's sort of just like a chill day. There, I can't wait for you to see this this house too because it's like oh, okay. they have like a back porch and a front porch. But Is like it finished now. It's pretty much in this episode. It looks pretty much finished. Finally, their bedroom has been in like three different places as they keep moving. Um, we finally have an upstairs now. Um, nice. But and they have a so, but it's like the back porch is sort of what faces onto the rest of the land and the ridge, and then the front oh, porch, okay. the front sort of is the front door that goes to the road. But it's like okay. the road to nowhere. It's you know what I mean. Like it's one of those ones where it's like the back actually like actually, opens up to yeah. sort of everything, but then the front is the front. Anyway, so there's they're sort of like on their it's like the Collins porch. house where the back is all windows. Yeah, you're just like hello, Twilight. That's what um, I want my house. The front is like scary, so no one enters, and then the back is all just open, just open to everything. Yeah, um, but not the front because people aren't welcome. <laughs> just like stay out. But yeah, so they're um, so they're like on the porch, and like Ian is out on the grass playing around with Jemmy, like chasing mm. him with something, and then Roger is sitting somewhere. Where's Rolo? Like, car- Rolo's around. Rolo's around, okay, and then and then I'm keeping track of these animals. Where's Adzo's? Adzo, Adzo, Adzo's in that probably just chilling in the house somewhere. Okay, I'm keeping track of the cats. Diana, Um, if you kill off these pets, I'm gonna be real pissed. You'll see it. Um, And then um, Roger's like carving 
something out of wood. Like he's sitting oh, okay. there carving something out of wood. Jamie's like meandering around and then Brie and Claire are really sitting. happy, cute little scene. You're like, I don't trust it. And then Jamie or no, Claire and Brie are like sitting on the porch, like um, um, shelling all the peanuts. Oh, okay. That they've gotten. So they're doing that. And so they're reminiscing and Claire's like, do you remember when I left to go back through the stones? You made me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to sustain me on my travels. Um, oh, and cute. then, and then Bree's like, mm-hmm, I just wanted to make sure you have one last piece of home wherever you ended up. And then we see, you know, Ian, Ian's playing with the opal. Remember the opal that, that yes. Claire found? It's on the necklace. So she kept it. So he has that and he's like dangling it on the string and he's playing. Did she keep the scary skull? She, uh, I think so. In the, in the book, eventually Jamie's like, can we please bury it? Can we get it? <laughs> okay. I'm like, is she just like still like moving when out she... with her bedroom like around the house? She's like, like Hamlet. Okay, honey, go, go get the skull, please. <laughs> She's like Hamlet, like talking to the skull. Um, but um uh hey, but yeah than a coconut so, he, so then so yeah so then you know he's young Ian's playing with Jemmy he's like I bet you can't take it I bet you can't take it and then they're laughing and playing around and Claire's Claire says to Brie like they were the most delicious things I've ever tasted and Brie's like I'm glad and then all of a sudden we see Jemmy go like ouch it's hot Jemmy's so cute this like slightly aged up Jemmy where he looks like he's like three-ish um, oh my god he's so cute in his little Scottish accent <laughs> like ouch it's hot and he's like it's hot but you can tell this like kid actor he's like smiling as he's like blowing <laughs> on he his knows hands. doing it good he's like it's hot <laughs> so cute and like that catches Bree's attention because she hears ouch so she looks and ian's like it's hot and then jimmy's like and he's oh, like no, do there a stone ian's like do you want it do you want it and he's like no but you wanted it a moment ago and he's like i don't want it anymore oh no did they find stones to go back on the ridge um and then and then we'll see and then brie comes oh, over no. and brie, you're like i knew this moment was too happy to last and then brie comes over and she's like is he saying it's hot and then so she takes the stone from ian and she holds it and she's like it is really warm and ian's like no it's not like and he's like you're as are you as daft as your wee lad I'm like rude ian yeah. um <laughs> and so then brie gives it back to jemmy and he grabs it and then he's like ah and she's like if it's hot give it back baby and then jem and then jem goes <gasps> and then we hear this like and she he's like it's broken and she's like jemmy and she takes it back and then all of a sudden we can start to hear like buzzing and so then claire and jamie come down and walk over and claire's like can anyone else hear that so claire's like hearing the buzzing and uh -oh. and and then jemmy's like i hear it i hear it oh and so that you can travel through the stones oh no <laughs> no Brittany's hiding in her shirt already and so then jamie walks over and jamie's like i don't hear anything and then Bree and Claire look at each other because they're kind of like, oh, wow. And then Ian's standing there, like, observing, being like, what the hell is going on? Okay. So then Roger comes over and he's like, he's like, let me see this. And Roger takes the the opal and he's like, that's warm. It's very warm. And Bree's like, and a second ago, it was hot enough to crack. And Jamie touches it and is like, it's as cold as stone to me. And then Claire's holding on to it and she clearly is like, not saying anything, but I'm, I would imagine it feels warm to her too. And then, you know, Bree's like, Roger. And Roger looks at her and is like, he can travel. And then Jamie stands there and goes and kind of looks at them and he's like, and will ya? And there's like a lot of knowing looks back and forth, but like no one's fully answering or seeing anything. And then we, Jamie, Jemmy, 
God, Jamie, Jemmy, so many. Jemmy, like, <laughs> Jemmy sort of starts walking away and you can hear him like, ah, yeah, and we look over and we can see there's like a whole group of like men arriving on horseback coming up. And so Bree's like, uh, come on. And so Bree comes over and like scoops up Jen and is like, eh, we're going to, I'm going to get you out of here. I don't know what this situation is, but we're going to yeah, go this inside. Looks sketchy. <laughs> so she takes, so she takes Jemmy in, inside to clear surgery and like puts him on the bed and she's like, here, wait, like, you know, just stay right here. Okay. Um, um you know good boy and she looks outside and then we can see who rolls up but we see richard brown <gasps> brother lionel i knew it when we weren't done with those dickheads uh-oh <laughs> oh baby you don't even know you don't even oh, know no okay so then they roll up with like a I whole really crew of those men people with a whole crew of men and they roll up right yeah. and then richard richard brown gets off and he was like he goes well met mr fraser and Jamie's like, I, I hope so, Mr. Brown. See you brought company. And then Richard says, Mr. Fraser, <coughs> bless you. He's like, Mr. Fraser, you came to me for help. Now I've come to you. Now, since the crown is no longer able to assure the safety of its colonists, we must take matters into our own hands. Now we've taken it upon ourselves to form a committee of safety to protect the good folk of Rowan County. Oh God, committees of safety, and that is never, no. Mm-mm. That sounds like you're a- Like neighborhood watch gone bad. That's always like the first stepping stone of like, we don't trust the actual police. We're gonna police, but, but then you get all weird and- that's when we start well, putting and there were, badges on people and killing people and lynching people. Oh God, this is getting well, icky. Well, remember where we're heading too. Like things are Civil get dicey. Well, and I don't like police. I don't even think fully existed at the. Well, I remember the the or I was gonna say, and also the 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 origin of police forces is also kind of. Yeah, not always a great. Like they were literally like they went to go catch escaped enslaved people. Yeah. Like, that's literally what their function was when they first yeah. formed. So let's oh, just gross. put that out there too. But yeah, things are yeah, going to be a little, it's a lot of vigilante justice, a lot of like, you know, well, especially up in the but place like, like the scared, back country, like, you know, yeah, like. But like scared white men on horseback. Yeah, never great. Deciding that they need to like, pull, you know. We're going to form a committee, a committee of safety. Like that oh. sounds like it's the committee of unsafety for the people you don't like. Well, and if we, like. if we, if if we, you caught it at the last of at the end of last episode when they're reading like when Bonnet was um like tried and and convicted or whatever it said he was convicted by Wilmington or whatever committee of safety. Uh, it was not this one, but there's so clearly there are committee of safeties like popping up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. And so then Jamie's like, does does the new governor know about this? And then um, Richard Brown says, Governor Martin can't officially sanction it, but he knows. And certainly, and he certainly doesn't want another uprising on his hands. You know, we've had word of violent attacks, cabins burned, families killed. Uh-oh. Have any news of such going on, goings on here at the Ridge? And Jamie says, I, we have, came across a freshly burned cabin a few days ago, maybe 10 miles from Willems Creek. The dead apparent appeared to be a Dutch family. We laid their bodies to rest. And then Claire's standing there, always always observing Doctor, and she is, like, staring at Lionel on his horse and notices that he has this, like, festering wound on his leg. And she's like, look, that looks like it, that wound, that looks like it oh, needs God. tending to. Is it a burn? 
And she's like, come with me to my surgery. I'll find some clean bandages to put on it. And Lionel's like. I bet you it's a burn. I bet you they're the ones. This is what you do. You go and kill the people and then you pretend you're protecting the people. (laughs) That's how you get the power. Um, And then then Lionel's like, well, that ain't nothing. And then Richard's like, you go with her brother. That wound's festering by the smell of it. And I'm like, ew. Ew. And then. Kill them. Just kill them. And then Lionel's like spits on the ground he I, and it's like he spits a lot but i feel like sometimes it's intention an intentional like um like mark of disrespect like a yeah you're just like okay sir rude so then anyway so then we're in claire's surgery and she is tending to his leg and okay. she's like she's like so how's little bonnie doing i trust she's thriving with your niece's family and lionel's like she's well enough and then she's like you have a nasty infection um how long ago did you do this uh, always the detective um and then she says or he says a few days um you know i i know what you must think of me mistress fraser you think i shot morton i'm not saying i had a hand in that and claire's like you're not saying you didn't either and then lionel says you think a father's got no right to seek justice for her for his daughter who's been dishonored there's like steely looks between the two of them. We're like, oh, okay. I really don't like these people. Right. You're just like, okay. Especially, I never realized how much leering Lionel does. Right. Yeah. Ew. Um, and so then, um, okay. So now we're back to, we're outside. <clears throat> and um, the Browns, like militia committee of safety men are like, you know, getting some water, all that kind of stuff. And so we have this one man um, who we will find out his name is Hodgepile. And he's got like a red coat on, but he's so ma- so we were led to be like, OK, maybe he used to be part of the Bil- British military a while ago. But he like it okay. looks rough. He looks rough. He does. He definitely is not like clean cut military looking dude. Yeah. He's one of the guys and he goes, so he's talking to Jamie and Ian and Roger and stuff. And he's like, and they're talking clearly about like the burning cabins that they're talking about. He's like, it's gotta be the work of the savages. We've seen half a dozen cabins burnt this month. And Ian's like, it wasn't the Indians. And then Hodgepile says, and what makes you so sure? And Roger says, well, for one thing, no one was scalped. And, he, and then Ian says, even if they had been, the Indians aren't the only ones who take scalps. And then one of the other guys, um who has a little bit of like a a caribbean accent so so um he says he says he's like true the white the white man's learned to take them too and then we see another guy who's got like like really long dark hair um um he's like whoever it was maybe something scared them off um and then richard brown says um to jamie like you have men that answer to you Will you and your son-in-law join us? Um, he's don't like, do that. Don't do that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> he's like, we have enough men for two or three patrols. Corporate <gasps> hodgepile there commands one group. You and your men could form another. And then Jamie's like, I appreciate the offer, but there's a great deal to do here. I'll need some time to consider. And then Richard says, you might recall, Colonel, when you came to me for men for your militia, I did not pause to consider. And Jamie's like, no, not for long. Um, and Governor Chime was grateful for your tri- for your timely assistance, but fighting a war and maintaining law and order are two different things. Good point. The, the, war ca- is the house on the, the bridge is- burns down. The newspaper. Are you thinking of that too? I know, right? Brittany's brain is like putting to these all these pieces together, trying to figure out where we're going. Where? What is happening? 
what's happening um and so then um richards which i mean is a good point too because like preparing for a battle and like going yeah. into the specific wars is very different than having like a, a consistent patrol, patrol to yeah yeah law and order it's, yeah like, like you're going in to like put different down an uprising things. it's not like oh for the rest mm -hmm. of like because when does justice when when does exactly there's no end there's no goal there's no end date yeah, it's like I'm not signing up to just. And one is like I'm going in to fight some people. The other is like having to be the arbiter of justice. Like and very like a very different. murky gray area of like what is and isn't and who it like exactly I don't know. It's very different. What are our laws? But anyway, so then Richard says Richard's like ah, your famous whiskey still needs your constant attention, I suppose. And he chuckles. He's like, very well, Mister Fraser, you think on it. Um, I don't like that man. And then he says, <clears throat> and then he says to um to him, he says to them all he's like you all best be vigilant and ian's like we can protect ourselves okay. and then and then richard like steps up to him and then jamie very calmly is like like i said mr brown i'll consider it and then he's like all right he turns diplomatic <laughs> and he tells all his he tells all his men like mount up it's so funny too because young jamie although he was very savvy politically savvy he very much would yeah. have that temper whereas yeah. you can see that feels like a shakedown. You like, can, you know, when you the mafia says, like, do you need protection? It's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe you will yeah, need protection. You it's like a veiled threat. But yeah. um, older Jamie is definitely like. More level headed. Yeah. And because he knows he has to be. It was interesting. Sam did an interview. Well, yeah, because it's not just him right now. It's his daughter, He's his not grandson, this, his all nephew, his wife. Exactly. Well, it's and not it, just and throw a thing too. Yeah. Whereas when he was like 22, he could be hot headed and whatever. Right. Because he'll um, end up in the stocks, whatever he can risk that. But he never is he cares. Risk, yeah, is his he well, risk the it? ridge is everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because yeah, Sam said that effectively something like that, and he did an interview with Gold Derby. I think it was with Ro with Robert Robert Lucuria, um, Lucuria, um, where for the most recent season too, where he was like, you know, Jamie's definitely sort of a little more level headed, and it's not that, you know, he really doesn't like fear death or anything for himself, but he's level headed because he has something to lose he has so much yeah. more to lose now right like and i think that's family that's age and maturity right? right you 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 end up learning that those consequences can go beyond yourself mm -hmm. and that's you have part something of it. to lose yeah, yeah it's not just you so yeah so not to say he probably like, didn't still want to react like that but he oh like, there's definitely times he wants to punch someone out yeah but sure. he realizes like i if i do this there's going to be this consequence and it's not just me that's going to have to pay yeah, that i got to play this carefully yeah because yeah. i'm asking the people i love to to pay that price as well which yeah. is very different so then richard brown tells his men to mount up and then we can see lionel comes out of claire's surgery to get on his horse and claire like steps out and is like on the back sort of porch breezeway area with her arms crossed watching and then so they all sort of um you know I almost said drive away, right off. <laughs> and so now the next scene, we're with Jamie and Claire, and we're in their sort of front parlor room that uh, two episodes ago was their bedroom. Okay. It's now not their bedroom anymore. It's sort of like their entertaining, I would assume, like parlor entertaining room. The word I hate, sure, yep, living room. Whatever you want to call it. Living room, sitting room, draw, whatever, whatever room. Drawing room. What the front hell is the drawing room? Entertaining room. I don't know. There are all these terms. <laughs> Today, in today's people. day and age, we just call it a living room. You know, just yeah. sort of front area. Yeah. Living room, I understand. Den, kind of get what that is. Drawing room, not a goddamn clue what that is. Into the drawing room. 
Okay. You're like, what, do I have to draw in there? Jesus, I'm not talented enough. So, so. (laughs) Too dumb for you classy people. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So they're sitting, so they're sitting in there and they're kind of, they're chatting. And so then, you know, Jamie says to her, do you think, do you really think they'll go then? And then um, Claire says, Brianna promised Roger as soon as they knew if Jem- if Jemmy could travel. And so they look at each other and like in oh. like a an acknowledging sadness kind of deal. Yeah. And they both sort of hold each other and like do a, like a little hug. Say goodbye. Um, and so and then at that point, Ian enters. I don't enters. think they're going. Well, and so that point, Ian enters. I think Roger's going to die. <laughs> Just kind no. of wild predictions Because right you're now. still reading a book and you hate certain chapters. I'm pretty sure those are Roger chapters. <laughs> No, he's still alive. But that means that he's probably in a timeline where he matters, which wouldn't be in the future, because why would we care about that? We'll see. We shall see. So then um, Ian enters the room and he goes, are we going to talk about what happened? And then Jamie's like, there's not much we can say about the Browns. They uh, they do as they please. And he says, not the Browns, uncle, the opal. And he walks forward and he goes, the Mohawk told us that Ottertooth's ghost appeared to one who has to, to the one who has the stone. You found the opal. You said he appeared to you? And Claire's like, yes, but I, and then Ian cuts in. The Mohawk think that the one who has the stone has the power to see what will come to pass. They asked about you after you left. And Jamie's like, what did you tell them? Ian's like, the truth. There isn't anyone like my Auntie Claire. Um, And then, and then he's like, and he's like, and and it's true. The way you speak and the medicines that you can't trust him. And he's like that you came to Uncle Jamie so suddenly after years apart. Um, uh, yes, so suddenly after 20 years apart. And then there's Brianna and Roger who came from I didn't ken where. As I told you once, I learned not to ask questions, but I have some for you now. Yeah, tell him. And so then there, and so Jamie's like, okay. And so then he pulls out this like b- little mini like book journal thing that he had in his pocket and he goes, the Mohawk said that this belonged to Ottertooth. I can understand some, but it's written in Latin. Does that mean anything to you? So then he hands it to Jamie, and Jamie has to like pull out his glasses and to, like put them on <laughs> to be able man. to read. And so then he, so then he opens it and he's reading and he's like, "I am, I still exist. Um, did I, I? I still exist. Did I in that place in between? I do not know exactly when I am, nor can I find out." These people do not measure time by any scale I know, nor do I have the tongue to find out, but I know I am too late. And then he hands the book off to Claire and Claire opens it and Claire's like, my God, he wrote with a ballpoint pen. And then Ian's like, what's a ballpoint pen? And he looks and he goes, who or what are you? And then she, so then Claire kind of looks up at Jamie and Jamie gives her like a slight nod. Like it's like, all right. Yep. Jigs up. We gotta tell him. It's time. So then Claire says, deserves it. So then Claire says, um, Claire says, Ian, um, I come from another time. I come from the future, two hundred years from now. And Ian's like, I I knew you were a fairy auntie. She she has that look of like every time she gets accused of being a witch, where she's like, I'm not a witch. She's like, like, I'm not a fairy. Like I'm not That's a fairy. Very sweet and cute, but I'm not. I'm not a fairy. And then, and then he's like, "Then you, Roger and Brianna, it's it's all of you." And he looks at Jamie and he's like, "And you, you can all this time, Uncle." And then Jamie's like, "Not p- many people would understand, so we kept it between ourselves." And Ian's like, "Did Murta Ken?" And Jamie's like, "I, I, he did, and now so do you." And so then 
you know, Ian goes to sit down in front of Claire and Jamie walks over to like close the door to be like, okay, conversation time. I was like, maybe you wanted to close the door before, before that. I'm from the future though, guys. Before the witchy statement. Like, you know, you got the bugs wandering around and Lizzie, like any of them could overhear some shit. That's all I'm saying. You know, Ladybug seems like a bit of a busybody. That could have been a problem. Maybe closed doors. <laughs> but anyway, before so we reveal the, the crazy so, truth. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, let's go. So we get the sense that, like, all right, she's preparing to tell him the the whole story. Yeah. They are going to tell him the whole story. We're going to shut the door, and we're gonna. You're gonna get the whole last five seasons, buddy. Okay. Prepare. Um, strap in. <laughs> strap in. Have I got a story for you? There's some shit that goes down. Um, we get some. We get mad. There's some tears. There's some things. Things shit. happen. You know, <laughs> things happen. Um, Just wait for what's coming in the future, too. <laughs> right, Lord. Um, okay, so then <clears throat> now we get we cut to an next scene, and we we see Jamie and Claire are riding out somewhere in the woods, and they get. Um, and we see it's another one of those like little tiny like shack structures that has been okay. that they've built before and they sort of arrive up there and jamie's like you can come out and then we see someone comes out the door and it's ulysses so ulysses has been oh. in the sort of shack thing and then he comes Is he out hiding because he murdered like, somebody that's sad well, he murdered a white man oh yeah that right? shit. that shit there's like literally a law against <laughs> that you know no matter what the reason so you know he comes out he's like mistress sir um and claire's like ulysses how are you so they're like paying him a visit they've clearly been hiding him um and then ulysses is like i am well thank you mistress my only complaint is uh boredom claire's like well we oh. brought you some food and jamie has this like huge book and he's like He's like, I thought you might find this, find use for this as well. I've been in places with not but my own thoughts for company. It may distract you for a bit. Ulysses is like, thank you, sir. My own thoughts are but poor company. Oh, Ulysses. And then Jamie's like, there's a, and he's like, there's a, a committee of safety roaming about. At first I was afraid they might come looking for you, but... I did not think they they heard about what happened at River Run. And Ulysses is like, now that I'm a murderer. And Claire's like, you had no choice but to stop, Mr. Forbes. It's okay, Ulysses. We all are here. <laughs> it's true. Every single one of them has <laughs> all of them. killed some people. all murdered. You are all in good killed. company. Come exactly. Here. They've also all been outlaws. They've all been wanted. They've all been Tried, hunted. Condemned Tried. for things. Good. You're okay, my dude. Yes, you killed the bad guy. So That's true. all that matters. So true. Good Lord. Um, and then Jamie's like, you saved my auntie's life. We're very grateful. Um, and then Ulysses is like, no one will pardon me for killing a white man, even to save oh. Mistress Cameron. Even so, I would do the same again, given the chance. And so they go and they sit down by this little fire that's like out front. And then Claire, and also I have to say, this is one of the most grievous, like weird wig infractions. This whole season Who's is it claire's wig all of she's a sudden been having good wigs literally i'm like why is there suddenly so much gray like there oh, was not that much those... where all of a sudden there's so much gray right at the top like at the crown she like no crown dye, back, sort of at the, right here and i was like two scenes ago she had none <laughs> she always has a little bit yeah 
especially in season five, like more than four, like she has like a little bit, but it's so, it's so funny though. And I, this is where, you know, I suspend my disbelief because it's never at the bottom of her hair. It's always sort of the top as if that hair grows out and then goes dark again as it gets near the bottom. I laugh. It's not how it would work, but it, I get it. You don't want to like have like, you know, your lead protagonist suddenly in like a full yeah. white, you know and it's like it's a little too early for that she also she's like mid 50s at this point like it's yeah. not like she's supposed to be like 80 like you know all that kind of stuff but it was just, it was very weird like all of it just for whatever reason in this scene it's like really coming in right weird. at the top of her head and you're like okay there's a little bit of a wig continuity issue <laughs> this anyway somebody can someone rewind those tapes and take a double look because something <laughs> fix that what's happening here um and so then, because um, yeah, her hair's quite long at this point too, right? Oh, it's, okay, it's been, yeah. It's been growing, right? Like when you know when she came back through the stones, it was it was quite, especially yeah. with it curled. Yeah. It's like even with it curled in ringlets, it's so, probably down like to her boobs, kind of. Oh, wow, yeah. So like long ringlets, right? Like long, pretty, pretty, pretty ringlets, right? It's just this like weird smattering of gray at the top. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So weird. Okay, I'm excited for that look. <laughs> it's just when you see that scene, you're gonna be like, okay, okay, yeah, this what is what happened. But um, anyway, so then somebody messed up. <laughs> so then, um, so then Claire's like, "Have you given any thought to where you might go next?" And then Jamie's like, "Yeah, yeah, it would be wise to leave North Carolina, Philadelphia, maybe Quakers didn't hold with slavery." And then Ulysses says, um, "In fact, sir, I'm not exactly a slave." And Claire's like, "What do you mean?" And then Ulysses pulls out this paper from his po from his pocket and he gives it to them. And, Cl and Claire and Jamie, once again, Jamie has to pull out his glasses. <laughs> Cute. And then Claire, spectacle. spectacles. And then, you know, um, uh, so then they're reading it and Claire's like, it's a document of manumission signed by Jocasta Cameron and witnessed by Gerald Forbes. <laughs> what the and hell is manumission? Manumission is um, a document basically releasing them from slavery so like a document of manumission like if you're man remember when jamie wanted to like free all the slaves yeah. he's like, Do you know how much it costs to manumit your your uh, your your enslaved person um what a horrible oh my god and well Legal. remember it's like you it costs Nonsense. all this much money and they they have to you have to have proven that Prove they performed it, yeah. like a Something was that... it a married married what a big uh, not a Act. miracle but a, a big act or whatever right to get this document to earn to be your own human oh, right almighty. right okay. let's just skip over this because i'm gonna get mad but yes so basically and it was it was witnessed and signed by gerald forbes and so then ulysses is like ha ah, yes that was rather ironic i suppose <laughs> and then claire's like claire's like it's <laughs> actually so fucking good <laughs> and then what a dickhead <laughs> and and then claire's like so you've been a free man all this time yet Ulysses is like, my mistress insisted upon manumitting, manumitting me as soon as Mr. Cameron died. I chose not to leave her. And then Jamie, like, oh. and then it's like a light bulb goes off for Jamie. Like, something clicks. He's like, oh. I, the subtext I get is like, he's okay, in love with her? I think he's kind of in love with her. Yeah, like with Jocasta. Oh. I thought it was more like friends. I mean, that's fair. You can be in love well, with her. I Everyone think... seemed to be in love with her. Mm. Right. Fine. Right, they go she into that a like little bit more in the books. Woman. Yeah, they go into that a lot more in the books. That's fair. That's okay. That's sad much, that he. But I don't think he's gonna be around. But in the, in okay. the books, it's like I am pretty. I have to double check. I'm pretty sure in the books they're like 
doing it. Loki. Oh, I don't know if I like that. That's a weird power imbalance. Even when mm. there's some things in the book that are like really anyway. Okay, yeah, I don't some think things I love that they that. changed. Like even remember in season four when Brie caught Lord John with yeah. one of the other men that were like at yeah. the sort of dinner. And she called him out, yeah. And blackmailed the, him with that. <laughs> in the book, in the book, it Badass. was one of Jocasta's slaves. Oh and god, like, okay, I'm glad they changed with, that. Yeah, I can understand why they changed that. And you're like, oh again, there's mm, just a weird there's weird a power. Ooh, mm, don't do that. I believe, yes. I think that's how it is in the book. Okay. But but yeah, so they they make some changes like that that I'm like, I get and, and I get it's not trying to like whitewash the time, but it's there are some things that like when you're gonna be putting like it's set in this time, but you're giving it to like a modern day audience. Like there's already so much of this show that it's like really hard to watch. To and watch, just yeah. and I just also, don't think we need to add extra layers of ugh to also, our characters, like our main also, characters. Yeah, also I I I'm not about above saying that those things definitely did happen. And I, I, I'm, sure. I'm here for morally great characters. I like moral great, obviously. I like to argue and then murder a lot of them. But <laughs> it would be really hard for me to be behind, be behind Jocasta or John Gray if that had ha- played out in the As show. it is, Jocasta already is a slave Jesus. owner. Like, that's yeah. one so where, then like, if oh. you tell me that she was sleeping with one of them because she made of like, maybe in some weird, like, I feel like I owe you for giving me my like that would just be a, okay now I hate you and I really hope wish that yeah. lawyer had murdered and you. I mean they play it as if they both really genuinely care about each other but it's but yeah but you how can you when you were yeah. enslaved and then you were- oh god I just forgot something that just went at the part I'm in at book 10 right now no nine yeah. sorry I'm ahead of everyone I got book nine book 10. <laughs> a part I got to in book nine right now I forgot about who just brought something back and oh okay interesting but anyway yeah anyway um that's just for me to say like i completely agree but i would be like okay we need to murder some more people if that had been played in because i can do morally gray i don't and that's the level i can't yeah i don't think this but yeah i mean this but anyway the subtext here is definitely like like they've always had a bond like he's always sort of whatever but um there was a little bit of like okay he kind of like he has Sure, and he sure. felt like he wanted to stay like he, that, he yeah stay with her and he can have that autonomy but i'm gonna pretend in my mind that she would never take advantage of that because she realizes yeah. that she has a power over him because of yes. her position place in their history as well as mm-hmm. social construction so mm-hmm. exactly. that's how we're gonna play so that i don't try and murder her <laughs> but yeah so definitely it's like a light bulb moment for jamie jamie's kind of like oh, yeah. huh interesting okay chose to say so anyway now we wait how, are... do we do we know when that was dated like how how long did she, she i can't stay? remember how long hector's been dead but basically as soon as hector cameron died she went through the process to make okay. sure which makes me think hector would have not allowed her right do it like once well and also she wouldn't have been able to it would have had to have been hector sure. to do it as he man. was the yeah yeah but as when he died she got she the, got the property, all yeah. The, yeah she got all the power in river run so that was what she wanted to do okay because okay. because oh this is so fucked because when hector was left hector owned him yeah when and hector her was not now now she basically oh, yeah. him. <laughs> oh god gross Geezy. okay so okay now. i was just wondering if it was like a like more recent or okay it no was it for seems like while. it's been a while yeah. like as, as okay. soon as hector died she got it went through that process but okay. um okay so now we are back at uh roger and Bree's cabin it's nighttime um they've clearly just put jemmy to bed um you know he's finally asleep um and then roger's like you know what do you think caused the opal to break when jemmy held it 
And Bree's like, he's too strong. And Bree's like, you know, there must be something about time traveling or time travelers that triggers that energy. Roger's like, but it didn't break with any of us. And Bree's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe Jem is extra sensitive because both of his parents are time travelers. Like it could, it could be proof that he's your, he is your biological son. And Roger thinks on that for a second. He's like, all I've ever wanted was for us to be a family and for us to be safe. And we will be safe. Or he says, and we will be safer at least um we don't need the opal i have the rubies and the gem that that bonnet gave you and then he's like brie see it's not just the dangers it's living a life we were never meant to um but you're a traveler you were meant i was gonna say although if time travel hadn't been a thing brie wouldn't exist exactly and and brie was and the the, and jenny wouldn't exist because they might not have and brie was got back together brie was conceived in that time yeah she might not have been born there but she was conceived in that time wasn't she the king that was she was the two she was the prophecy no she was the baby the the 200 year old baby Baby. that was supposed to be part of the Stuart prophecy but it is one of those things i know i was like a life we were never meant to live like no you're she was conceived in this time by a man that was from the by you know a man from this time and a woman who traveled to this time so i mean that that's still a little okay roger Okay, but Bree's like, but Bree's like, I know. No, you don't. Um, and then so then she says, "All right, I, I guess we need to figure out what we're gonna tell people. We can't just go poof." And Roger's like, "Well, that's exactly what we will what we'll do, isn't it? If things go right." And Bree's like, "Yes, but I don't just want to leave my parents to explain what happened to us, and I want to be able to say goodbye to everyone." And Roger's like, oh, "I, of course." I was thinking we could tell people I've got a job that doesn't require shooting or stabbing, you know north somewhere boston new york and Bree's like boston would be best um people know i grew up there we could tell them that you'll be a university professor which is the truth just in a different century um and roger's like right best to stay as close to the truth as possible she's like yes and then um he's like leave within the month and she nods well this isn't happening so something terrible is about to happen and it's not going to be them going through the goddamn stone so Ah! there's so many loose threads right now i could see it like britney's anxiety level just like (laughs) skyrocketing she's like what's happening we've got the browns there's too much cabins we've got this potentially happening i don't like it i don't like it Um, (sighs) okay so now we're back at the big house and jamie is sort of sitting in the kitchen and he's going through paperwork and i'm assuming doing landlord layered things and he's in there, he's got his spectacles on, he's looking through stuff. And then Lizzie comes in and she clears her throat and she's like, um, you have a, a visitor, sir. And Jamie's like, all right. So he gets up, go and like Lizzie steps out of the way. And then we can see that it's Lord John that sort of steps forward. Ooh, and he's speak like, of the devil. And he's like, John, I wasn't expecting you. Is everything all right? And Lord, Lord John is like, oh, quite all right. And Jamie's like, and William? And Lord John is like, he's well, still at school in London. And Jamie's like, huh, well, come, tell me more. And then he says to Lizzie, have Mr. Bug take his lordship's baggage to the guest chamber. And Lord John is like, guest chamber? And then Jamie's like, yes, we've just finished the upstairs. You'll be our first guest. And Lord John is like, I'm honored. And so then Jamie motions to their their front parlor room, for formerly bedroom. They're like, you know, that okay. living room area. Yeah. It's like a very... They've like painted it. It's like it's like a teal, greeny teal color. It's a very okay. interesting color when you see it. But um, 
so they go and they sit down in there and you know jamie gets pours the drink and you know the mm-hmm. entertaining room um and then you know lord john's like oh i'm honored and so then he um you know he's like sitting down and he's like i heard justice was served to mr bonnet after all and jamie's like it was but uh not by my hand it was brianna's wish he was sentenced and the river took him he's like well kind of kind of your daughter uh got him right in the head but okay we'll just go with that um and so then um so then lord john's like I'm sure she will rest easy now, knowing she'll never have to see his face again. And Jamie's like, hmm, and offers him a drink. Um, and so now we cut to, we're like by the river and it's Ian and then um, Bree and Claire. And they are, I don't entirely know like what they're catching because Bree's got, or Claire's got some sort of basket thing with things in it. And then also they've got a table set up and Bree's like gutting fish. <laughs> okay. So they're like doing some stuff and, and, and Ian's out there. And so then Ian comes up and he's like, so you're really leaving then cousin. And Bree's like, yes, I wish things are different, but they aren't. Things are going to get worse here soon. There's a war coming. And Ian's like, you're going to have to be, be a, well, whatever you are to tell that anyone with half an eye sees it. He's like, I'm happy for you. If it's truly what you wish. But have you thought that maybe if you stayed, you could change things? <laughs> Been there, tried that. <laughs> right. And then Bree's like, I'm afraid what's coming is a lot bigger than us. And then he looks over at Claire and he goes, Auntie, you told me that you and Uncle Jamie thought you might stop Charles Stewart. Um, stop what you can would be a terrible slaughter of the Highlands. And then Claire's like, well, we were able to prevent some of the men from Lollybrock dying at Culloden, but we weren't able to stop the, the course of events. And the battle and the battle itself, Ian, it's complicated. And then Ian's like, but there are some things, smaller things that someone might be able to change. Something much smaller than a war, say something between a man and his wife. And, you know, Brie and Claire are like, okay, information. Okay, okay. They're just listening. And then Ian's like, I want to travel through the stones. And Claire's like, (gasps) I'm sorry, that won't work. She's like, believe me, I tried to get your uncle to go through it. It doesn't work. Um, and then she's like, I'm sorry, that won't work. And he's like, well, why not? And then Bree's like, we think it's something you're born with. And then Clara says, the opal, it didn't feel hot to you. And that's one of the signs. And you didn't hear the buzzing. And then Ian's like, well, then, then you take me. You can travel, Auntie. Take me with you. And then you can return here. And then she's like, I'm sorry, it's impossible. Ian, this is up. And then she's like, you know, her like mothering instincts are like, Ian, is this something to do with why you left the Mohawk? You want to go back in time because, and then he's like, you say I can't go. So what's, what difference does it make? And he oh, like sort yeah. of walks, so then he wa- sort of walks away to the river and Brie and Claire sort of look at each other and they're like, okay. Okay, well, there's definitely more there. Um, And so now we're back with Jamie and Lord John. And then, so John says, you know, it seems the time has come for me to return to England, to Hellwater. And Jamie's like, Hellwater? It's been a while since I heard that name. And then, um, um, okay, yeah. So then Jamie's like, you know. Hellwater. Hellwater, it's been a while since I heard that name. Um, and then Lord John says, you know, there's some news I'm afraid. Lord Dunsany has died. I must return to make arrangements um, for the care of the estate, which is now Williams, 
um, and, oh. the, and the care of Lady Dunsany. So that's um, Geneva's parents. Parents, yeah, the um, like Geneva's fake parents. grandparents, right? Well, not fake grandparents, real grandparents. Oh yeah, real grandparents. His, well, I know, but I hate it. Yes, I know, I know. It's the Ellesmere that's not yeah. real. It, like Lord yeah. Ellesmere, he's he's he was er- he's yeah. the Earl of Ellesmere. That was fake. Yeah, that's she was not our Earl. Earl. Um, but no, the Dunsanys were like Geneva's yes. right um family line. Um, and then. Um, yeah, so he's like, you know, I-, I must return to make arrangements for care of the estate, which is now Williams, and the care of Lady Dunsany. She has no one else. Because friggin' their other daughter died too, Isabel. Yeah. Remember that Lord John had married? He married, yeah. So, um, and Isabel and John never had any children, right? So, so it's, it's, all to, it's yeah. just William, right? Um, and so um Jamie says, Will you send her my condolences, John, if you think she will value them? And, you know, John says, Lord John says, I know she would. Um, and I shall tell her when I return. But having never expected to be here in the first place, I'm finding it surprisingly difficult to leave. Um, and he says, Mount Josiah has been an escape of sorts from the outside world and its complications. I rather enjoyed working the land. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, did you work the land, sir? Or I did have, you? <laughs> I, I have a hard time picturing. Or did you oversee some people working the land? Yeah, exactly. I was like, were you I supervising, was, John? <laughs> I was like, I have a hard time picturing you like out there, like physically working the land. <laughs> Jamie, yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if he did, but not we'll, to be rude there, John, but. but Oh, but he makes it. And Jamie's like, Jamie's like, yeah, good to get dirt under your nails, huh? <laughs> yeah, no doubt you'll miss it. <laughs> I just Jamie doesn't hard, believe it. Either. Yeah, I such a hard time picturing Lord John doing that. Anyway, Jamie's like, um, yeah, I don't buy this either. <laughs> and then Lord John's like, you know, no doubt there are there are a great many things I shall miss about being here. But William is the ninth Earl Earl of Ellesmere, and when he attains his majority, he'll be entirely responsible for his estates. He must learn how to be an Earl, and it's my duty to prepare him for it. And Jamie says, um, Jamie says, do you think you'll return to Virginia eventually? And Lord John says, I believe in time we will. I can't imagine William never seeing you again. But it is evident that the mood in the American colonies grows darker by the day. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel a storm coming. And Jamie Oh, God. Yep. Jamie's like, I, I didn't think you're wrong. <laughs> and then Lord John is like, you know, I brought something for you. And so then he goes into his jacket and he pulls out this like little pouch of something and then like hands it to Jamie and Jamie opens it and it's like an updated portrait of William. So he's a little, he's a little bit older. And Jamie's like smiles and he's like such a handsome lad. And then Lord John is like, the older he gets, the more he looks like his father. And you're like, well, okay um and so now we cut to it's nighttime we're in jamie and claire's new bedroom that is like upstairs like and this is like their this is like their bed the final okay finally their bedroom right which is like at least the size of their or almost the size of their like whole cabin in season four (laughs) um and so then um uh and so jamie is already sort of lying in bed on top of the covers reading he's got his glasses on and he has a little portrait of willie william on his bedside table and he's sort of that's the transition shot so he's looking at it and claire's like getting ready for bed she's in her nightgown and stuff and so then she says she says to him she's like i've asked brianna to draw some portraits for us of all of them especially jemmy something to remember them by and jamie's like 
And then she comes and like sits on the bed beside him and to talk to him. And he's like, that's a bra notion, Sassanak. I remember, I remembered you for years. Um, McGrae, just one of his nicknames. I remembered you for years, McGrae. No pictures at all, but it does help. You know, and he holds her hand yeah. and kisses her hand and then he keeps reading. And so then she gets up and she goes over to like her little like vanity station that she has. And she, she pulls out like she has this little tiny vial of perfume that she like puts a little bit here and a little bit on her neck. And you're like, oh, okay, she's getting ready. And then she looks back and she looks over at him and he's fallen asleep. Like, <laughs> so she just kind of like smiles to herself and she's like, okay. So now the next scene, it's clearly like the middle of the night. Jamie is he like he fell asleep he's on top of the covers um and Claire is under the covers and she wakes up and clearly um it's very clear it's like a hot flash like she wakes up like she's like hot in the middle of the night and she's like she sees him sleeping she like gets out of bed she goes over to the window and like opens the window okay they don't have screens back then either so she just like opens the window to get some of the fresh air or whatever and then Uh uh-oh Oh and then oh we God. can hear i love how you're always nervous about something you're like what's about to go down well because why else are you showing me it unless something bad's gonna happen that's mm-hmm. all that ever happens in this so goddamn just, show so she opens the window and then jamie sort of wakes up and he looks and notices she's not there and he's like claire he's like squinting in the dark <laughs> and then and then he sees her she's he gets up and he gets out of bed and he walks over to her and sort of hugs her and um you know, he hugs her and, and, and he like starts kissing her neck and then notices and he's like, oh, your skin's salty. Have you been crying last? And she's like, no, no, it's just so hot. I've been sweating. She's like, mm, I must smell like the white sow, which they never explain it. I told you about the white sow in the books. They yeah. never they never really show it in the show, but they drop these lines. But it's like this little thing of like this freaking demon pig <laughs> that like buries under their house and like is like a devil (laughs) they're like this thing will kill you um but she's like i must smell like the white sow and he's like hmm let me see so then you know he starts you know it starts like kissing her neck and smelling her and he's like hmm onions garlic oh god and then he's like and then he's like hmm something hot ah peppercorns eyes like cloves something woody mm, toadstool and she's like that's not fair you know exactly what we had for dinner and he's like <laughs> continuing to like smell smell her and he's like vinegar dill ah pickling cucumbers again it's good i like those and and then he says he's like oh the femme ma, ma petite fleur <laughs> ah, <this laughs> really to get and, and then she's like oh let me see so then she starts no! and she's like She's like gunpowder, hay, and uh, the faintest whiff of manure. And she starts laughing. She's like, it's very manly. And then and then as he's sniffing, he catches a whiff of her perfume. And he's like, you're a special perfume. And he's like, you wanted me and I fell asleep without touching you. I'm sorry, Sassy. No! He's like, it's all right. You were tired. No! So then he starts kissing her. He says, you could have raised me from the dead for this. And then basically picks her up, carries her to that open window, sits her on the window ledge and she's no! like like what are you doing what are you doing and he says something in uh in french and i'm then uncomfortable he, he's going for that late night english breakfast snack no not and on then, the windowsill people and can then see. He, and then he says well and also there's no screen like and then so then he's like so then he says trust trust me mcgrae no so she doesn't fall out and then well then there we go some some he's getting a midnight snack. <laughs> oh God, Stacy! 
crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 And then now it's the okay. So the it's the next morning. It's morning time. And now Claire is in her surgery and she's like looking through a microscope. She's like looking oh. at something through a microscope. And Jamie walks in. He's got like a cup of coffee or something in his hand. And he, he's like observing her. He's like, what are you doing, Sassanac? And she's like, oh, I also forgot. Apparently Lord John is like sleeping across the hall. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> forgot he was in the guest chamber. And I just realized that. Oh. Um, and so then, yeah. And then um, he's, she's like, I'm checking the resolution on this new lens Lord John brought me. Here, have a look. So then Jamie comes over and puts his cup of coffee down, which then she probably takes and starts drinking. Um, And he's like looking through and he's like, ah, I see them. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. He's like, we things with tails all swimming about. Oh my God. (laughs) And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, aren't they marvelous? And he's like, yeah, marvelous. Busy wee strivers pushing and writhing. So many of them. He's like, he's like, like, (laughs) Brittany's covering her face right now. And he goes, you know, when you told me about germs, I thought they'd have wee teeth, but these don't. Never can, never, never can they'd have such handsome thrashing tails. And Claire's like smirking over her coffee cup. She's like, well, these particular beasts aren't germs, they're sperms. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jamie's like, Jamie's like, what's that? And then Claire's like, male reproductive cells, the thing that makes babies. And he's like, oh, you mean seed. (laughs) And he goes, well, whose are they? (laughs) Yours, you dumbass, put it together and stop this conversation. (laughs) And then she says, she smiles and she's like, they're yours, of course. Who else would they be? And then he goes, well, how did you get them? Brittany, 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 get ready, get ready. She says, I woke up in custody of them this morning. <laughs> Brittany is dying right now. Dying. <laughs> and so then, anyway, she gets up and he's like, oh. Like, this like, conversation just to have it's almost done. It's two minutes ago. <laughs> and then she oh says, she says, you know, they can live for up to one week when they're released oh, into god. the proper habitat. And, oh my god. And then they kiss. She's telling him about the super sperm. Yeah, you know, that's where you great. think you're that's good. Awesome. And then like you a week later, they reach their destination and you're like, well, shit. I just anyway. didn't need to be present for it. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, whose are they? How'd you get them? Put it together, Jamie. How'd you get them? How do you think, bro? That line, though, I woke up in custody of them. That honestly, that whole section is like straight from the book, too. Like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh. Okay, have we recovered from? I know you haven't no. been that uncomfy in a long in a, time. In a while, yeah, that's like some <laughs> deep like, cut embarrassment there. Oof. Okay. Okay, so now we cut to Ooh. um. So we later, just move on from that later in the day. I'm like sweating. Bree Bree is like sitting in the dining room, like eating something, and Jamie's walking oh, by. God, you can't just say people are eating stuff now. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Yeah, their daughter actually. Joe's Lord, be like, yeah, Jamie. That's what those little your those little turned guys. Into. That's what they yeah. turned into. Yeah. yeah, that's you did that. Yeah, Rashing um, tails. Jesus Christ. And I love how he's like, they're so handsome. <laughs> like inherently, <laughs> busy we thrivers thrashing oh, out. Oh my God. Okay. So anyway, so he walks by and we can see he's got something in his hand and he stops and he sees her and he goes, he's like, oh, I was. uh, coming to see you 
and he kind of is like you can tell he's like sort of like stealing himself to like come over to like you know do this and he hands her he hands her the little bag and she opens it it's the portrait of william and she's like who's this um and he says it's your brother and she's like what so clearly like like claire hasn't like no one has told her right claire wouldn't you know tell like they've clearly made a decision like can't no one can know um and then um jamie's like i um i told you i was a prisoner of war and i worked as a groom on an english estate called hellwater well that's where he was born his name is william and uh your uh your mother knows all about him and Bree's like and who is his mother if you don't mind telling me i mean and he's like i i do but uh I'll tell you anyway. And he's like, she was a a daughter of the estate. Her name was Geneva Dunsany. And it wasn't a matter of love between us, but it was her choice. And that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, it wasn't his. Her choice. Right. And so then she looks at the portrait and she's like, she says, he looks like you. And then Jamie says, I, and very much like you. And then Bree's like, well, where is he now? I mean, can I see him? Um, and Jamie says, no, he's in London. He does not know that I'm his father and he never will. And Brie, like, you can tell that kind of hits Brie. Like, she's yeah. kind of like, oh, like, that's really sad. Um, and then he's like, he's the ninth Earl, Earl of Ellesmere. Um, if the truth were ever found out, his life would be ruined. The eighth Earl of Ellesmere, who's the man who supposedly sired him, died when William was born. Because I shot, shot him. him. Um, as did his mother. So Lord John married his sister and they became Willie's parents and Brie smirks. And she's like, so that's the son Lord John has told me about. She's like, it's all clicking Come, yeah. into place. Right. And then he's like, I, and she's like, wow. Um, and then um, Jamie says, right. Well, Lord John has been a father to William since the lad was six years old. Um, and Brie's like, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, a, a brother. Jamie says, I, I wanted you to ken that there's more, more of your blood in the world than me and your mother, or, or maybe you could look for him in books. I mean, he'd be an Earl might be easy to find. And Bree's like, yeah, I will. And then Jamie's like, when will you leave? And Bree says, we leave in a week. And then Jamie's like, Uh. and then Jamie says, after your mother left me with you in her belly, I never thought I'd see you, but I kent you were there. I was a husband and a father, and and now I'm a grandsire. And even though I may never see any of you again, you have made my life whole. Oh, that's really sweet. Right? And then he, he like, hold, they hold hands for a second, and he kisses her hand. So now we cut to um, um, Marsley and Fergus and Roger and Bree walking through the woods. And so they've clearly told them that they're going to be leaving. And Marsley's like, leaving? Bree's like, Roger's been offered a teaching position. Roger says, up north in Boston. And Fergus is like, Boston, that's so far away. And Marcy's like, what are your parents going to do without you? What am I going to do without you and, and another bairn coming? You've been, like a, you've been like a sister to me. And Bree's like, I know. Leaving everyone is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. And Roger's like, I will miss you both. And then Bree's like, come here and her and Marsley hug. Oh, marshmallow. It's a lot of goodbyes. And then the next, uh, like, honestly, I was like, save for your whole family is here. Yeah. Whole family is here. You have nothing in the future. Like, no. the Reverend's like, Roger, gone. Like, like literally, yeah. I have, neither of you have no Frank's gone. The Reverend's gone. Like, literally, your 
like Roger has no family and then Bree's parents are here they've created this family this is also Roger's family now too like you know I know I, I mean I get it you know 20th century technology and all but also I can't help it it's like they still haven't found their place that like you know neither one they're like, yeah. like I can't do what I'm supposed to add it up but it would be I oof, that would be hard you have this family now you've created yeah. this unit and then you're gonna leave it all Whew. although I guess that's immigration but it's a very like you can't pick up the phone and talk. yeah like you can't like write to each other immigration like, through two centuries yeah it's like there's cut off all communicant communi- communi- contact communication form of contact i just merged okay. those you did nice. communi- contact word. is a new word cut off all <laughs> communi- contact um okay so now we're back at that we're back in the house and claire is walking through I can't wait till you watch the season and you'll understand the layout of this house as I describe okay. it to you. But you'll see sort of Claire is like walking sort of up the breezeway and then she walks into sort of the main foyer where the front door is and sees Bree is standing up front saying goodbye to some of the other bridge mm-hmm. tenants. And they're like, well, I'll miss you. Da-da. And they're like hugging and, and like bye. And she's she's watching this happen. And you can tell Claire's been like, she knows this has been coming, but it's like, it's like yeah. and she's she wants it for them. She feels like it, it will be but better still. for their, them there and stuff too. But, you know, she she can tell she's emotional for a second and then she stuffs that down real quickly and then like walks, turns around and walks back towards her surgery. She's like, nope, not Denied. okay. Nope. And there then, and then Brie turns around and sort of sees her, sees her sort of turn the corner, like has caught a glimpse of her. And so then she goes in to sort of follow her and she's about to like go to her surgery door when when like lizzie intercepts her um and lizzie's like lizzie's like um you know i i suppose i should start saying my goodbyes to everyone as well while they're all gathered oh no lizzie lizzie honey and then she's oh, like no. she's, lizzie's like i'll miss them in their wee pudding faces then i can how i'll bear it germain germain has been such a wee angel of late Joni too, bless them. And Bree's like, Lizzie. Um, and then Lizzie's like, of course I'll be looking forward to it, although it'll be colder in Boston, will it not? And Bree's like, Lizzie, we can't we can't take you with us. And she's like, Oh, you'll you'll send for me in a few weeks then. Oh my god, that's heartbreaking. And Lizzie. Bree's, and Bree's like, No, you'll have to stay here at Fraser's Ridge. And she's like, Why? And she's like, I was with you in your darkest time. When that beast attacked you and and the good times as well on your wedding day and when jemmy was born and she's like you're the one that saved me i i meant to be with you always and then Aww. and then Bree's like lizzie you have always been there for me and i'm so grateful but i need someone to stay here and, and look out for my parents for me they need someone like you to take care of them um and lizzie's like of course if that's what you wish and then she's like lizzie please don't cry i'm really trying to be brave and then lizzie's like you are brave you're one of the bravest i know i'll never forget you this is making me emotional reading really sad he's like i'll never forget you and then they hug um and like they're both crying and they hug and so now we cut to the next scene um a wagon arrives and we hear freiser freiser and jamie comes out and who is it but our least favorite brown Lionel Brown and his wife have rolled up and then uh, Lionel who Jamie's on the front porch and sort of greets him or intercepts him and like Lizzie's in the background 
shucking peanuts. <laughs> so many peanuts. <laughs> Just watching. And then, so Lionel's like, my brother sent me to tell you the Committee of Safety are gathering next week, in a week. He wants an answer. Are you and your men with us? And Jamie's like, tell your brother I've considered. With respect, I have to decline his invitation. I've spent the last year serving the crown. It's time to serve my family. Um, I wish you the best of luck, Mr. Brown. Uh-oh. And then Lionel. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And then Lionel says, Richard will not be best pleased to hear that, Mr. Fraser. And Jamie says, I'm sorry. It's my it's my final word. And then Lionel's like, I um." My wife, I brought my wife to see Mistress Fraser. She's uh, in need of a healer. Jamie's like, of course, she's in her surgery. So he sort of guides them. Uh, Lionel helps his wife down. So she's like clearly like got her arm. It's like, okay. and he like, you know, helps her down. And she's like, ah. and then um, Jamie sort of shows them where the surgery is. Um, and then now we cut to the next scene is, um, so she's in her surgery and Marsley is there with Claire sort of helping her look at the arm and like wrap it and tend to it or whatever. And Lionel's standing there too. Um, and so then Claire says to Mrs. Brown, so how long have you been married? And Lionel's like almost a year now. And Claire clearly makes that face of like, wasn't talking to you, but uh, like, you know, trying to get, and I feel like this is a very doctor thing too. Like not that doctors are like social workers, but a, a lot a of really of good, like, a lot of yeah. good doctors to get it, try to get a sense. The really, like, like the really good ones, like break your arm. Yeah, well, especially I feel like that's got to be part of the training. Like, I would hope, I would hope to God that's part yeah. of the maybe not especially, in the fifties, but now that that's part of medical school training of like understanding, like you know, if if a husband and wife, this is such a stereotype, if a husband and wife come in and she's got all these injuries in the and the, the partner or the husband is, answering is, is always yeah. there and trying yeah. to find out ways to suss out information without raising any alarm. Like, I would hope to God that's like a thing that it is considered. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is um, sort of to, to sort of suss that out. But anyway, um, so he answers and he's like almost a year now. Um, and so then she is like, so then she turns back to her shoes. Your wrist is broken. Now, how did this happen? These kinds of injuries usually usually happen with a fall or if the wrist has been twisted. And Lionel's like, just uh-huh. mend it like you mended me. And Marsley's like looking around, like sussing this out too. And then Claire says, Marsley, can you get me the splints and some strips of bandages and the ball of Gilead uh, and the balm of Gilead? Um, I'm going to wrap the wrist so the bone can't move. Now, you have to try not to use your arm too much. And then she says, Lionel, could you ask my husband for some whiskey? I'll need to make a tonic for your wife for the pain. And so then he goes out and you're like, very clever, Claire. Claire get rid of him. Mission, find a way to get rid of him for a second. And then so he leaves. And then so Mrs. Brown says, um, I don't know how I'll chop wood and do the washing with one hand. My husband expects the chores to be done. And Claire's like, well, maybe your husband could help you with the chores. And she like chuckles. And, sh- and then Claire's like, um, does he get very angry if they're not done? And then she's like, of course, what husband wouldn't? <laughs> a decent Claire's one? Like, Claire's like, you know, I've seen your husband's anger. It can be quite frightening. And then she says, he hasn't been himself since his Alicia's gone off. He gets sad and he drinks. He wants another babe to raise. And like, Marsley and Claire are giving so much like nonverbal communication. They're like, red flags, red flags, red flags. Yeah. And Claire's like, and do you, do you want children, Rose? And then she says, that's my duty, isn't it? He's a good man. And then Claire's like, a good man wouldn't hurt you. 
And then um, she says, it was my own fault, you see, because I wouldn't I wouldn't lie with him. And oh, like, God. And then the eyes, eyes, the, the Marsley and Clara giving each other, like Marsley, you can tell in her head, she's like, well, and Marsley is from this time. And she, even yeah. she thinks like this guy's a dick. Yeah. Um, and then she says, well, I don't. She got Seamus. She got, a, she got a good one. And uh, she deserves it. And then um, Mrs. Brown says, I don't mind what he does to me. But if he oh, were, God. if he were to be cruel to a babe, and then she says, she goes, you know, Dr. Rawlings says, and Claire gives a very like, what the? F <laughs> How did you Dr. Rawlings? Like? What the fuck? <laughs> How far did those goddamn? God damn it, Fergus! Why didn't Pamphlets you read go. the back of that paper before you sent it to the printer? Jeez. But she's like, Dr. Rawlings said that if you don't lie with a man two weeks before your courses, then you won't come to be with child. Said so in the newspaper. My mother taught me to read. So, um, and so then Lionel comes back, re-enters, and he enters and he's got the bottle of whiskey in his hand. He's like, everything well in here? And then Mrs. Brown's like, very well indeed. Mrs. Fraser's almost finished. Claire's like, mm-hmm. And then um, Lionel goes and like sets the the whiskey down over on the bench right beside her like medical kit, which there's a plate inside the medical kit that says Dr. Rawlings. Oh, oh, scatty. <laughs> the face Brittany just made right now. She just said, oh, no. Oh, no, I don't like this man. Uh Oh, and so then he sees that and he turns and he's like, I'm obliged to you. And then he like grabs his wife and he's like, you needn't bother with your tonic. And so then they go to leave. And then Claire says, you take care, Rose. And then they exit and both Claire and Marsley look at each other like pissed off, judgy faces like, okay, well, there's that. I hear doggos barking. Are they outside? The one is. The one is asleep by the door because I didn't haven't let him out yet because gotcha. we've been talking. <laughs> Big Tommy. Um, okay. Are they, are they okay? Um, yep. Okay. So then now we uh, cut to uh, – so Ian's outside. Rolo's out there with him. Oh, this is gonna um, go so badly. Oh my god. You're like you were wondering once the bonnet thing wrapped up, you're like, what could what's happening oh, now? Oh no. I love how you can see it now too. You're like, Yeah, the moment. Oh god, this is not good. Um and so then now um Ian's outside with Rolo and Roger walks up to him and he's like, he goes up, he goes, I want to uh well, Brianna and I want to ask a favor of you. And he's like, I, of course, whatever it is. And then Roger says, Will you come with us to the stone circle? I mean, someone will need to bring the wagon and horses home and we we don't want Jamie and Claire to do it. And Ian's like, why not? And then Roger says, Bran is afraid that if her parents are there, she might not find the courage to leave them. And then so Ian says, I'll, I'll come with you. And Roger says, thank you. And he goes, I want you to have this. And he pulls it out and it's and he's like, for everything you've done to us. And it's like the deed to the land that the governor gave uh. Roger for almost for hanging him. Um, yep. And Ian's like, I can't accept your land. And then Roger says, then look after it for me and do with it what you will. And then he looks at him and he says, I hope you find happiness. Um, and then, yeah. Ooh, I almost Ooh. ripped out my headphones. Got a little, got a little tied up there. there yep. Um, okay. So then now, uh, so, so uh, Lord John is like out standing on the, on the back porch and Bree's walking by and she finds him standing there. So she walks sort of up him and they see each other and Lord John is like your father tells me you and Roger are going to Boston and Bree's like yes and I've just learned something that's going to make it even harder to leave she looks at him she's like I have a brother and Lord John is like oh. Lord John is like huh so so he's told you I'm glad he's very much like you 
And both of you are very much like your father, both in appearance and disposition. And Bree's like, mm, so William has a temper too then. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord John is like, yes, yes, he does. He possesses your kindness and courage. Jamie's as well. I can never tell him about you, though I wish I could. But and Bree's like, I know my father explained. Um, and then Lord John is like, well, life is long, perhaps someday. And then Bree is like, perhaps. And then Lord John says, I'll be leaving myself in two days time with my new manservant. And Bree's like, manservant? Ulysses! Lord John is like, Ulysses. Um, and, oh, and, that's a good pairing. Right? I like that. And then that. Bree's like, you're taking him to England with you. Um, and then get him away from the Lord John says, Lord John says, you know, he can travel, you know, he can travel safe. He knows words. He can travel safely um, in the guise of my manservant. When he steps foot on a British ship, he'll be a free man. Just Bree's get like, out of the colonies. Bree's like, that's a good idea. And then Lord John's like, your father thought of it. Um, <clears throat> and then Lord John says that he reminded me that I might need someone to play chess with on the long voyage to London. Um, and Bree's like, I've, I've heard that you're quite the master at chess. And they both chuckle and she's like, and a wonderful father. My brother's lucky to have you in his life. And, and so am I. And Lord John looks at her and he's like, you are, you really are impossible not to like. Aww. Um, and then, um, and then, so the next scene is Bree's like inside the big house and sort of maybe the dining room area, I think looking outside the window and she's watching and Jamie is like, you know, playing with Jemmy outside and he has him like on a horse and like showing okay. him like the horse and stuff and that kind of stuff. And they're playing and she's just sort of watching and Roger comes and stands beside her and they're both looking. And then Bree's like, I never had grandparents. And Roger's like, neither did I, not even parents to begin with. And they both sort of look at each other. So like, it's clear that like Clearly. they're both finding it hard too. Cause it's, you know, she's looking at like, Jemmy has his grandparents here. here. And yeah. And cousins to play with. And, and, yeah. and we're leaving that like, you know, so it's not like they're like, peace, let's get the hell out. Like they're yeah. like, it's hard. Tough decisions. The pupper's okay. Yes. Okay. A few more come to me. To come here. Come. Okay. Fine. Ooh, he fine. doesn't love me. Fine. Blue. Be that way. Fine. Like, fine then fine um okay so now okay so now we see um we cut to claire's like walking out of her surgery and as and then as claire's kind of coming around the corner Bree's coming around the other corner and they're like face to face and it's kind of like okay, okay like they, you can't hide from each other now like yeah face to face they sort of see each other and brie looks at her and brie just goes mama and they both like uh... hug each other and it, like a big like a big hug like this is yeah. sort of like they're like the, and it's not even like they have this big speech to each other it's just, just a hug mama big to, embrace it's like it the all. second time they're saying goodbye to each other because yeah. someone's going through the stones um just the roles are reversed so that is huge embrace so then now we cut to it's nighttime we're in the dining room at the at the dining table and it's jamie and claire roger and brie and ian so okay. fergus and marsley are there it's like the people who know. know about the time travel and stuff and so they're sitting around the table and claire comes with like this tray with like this covering on it and she's like no peanut butter sandwiches she's, <laughs> she's like now i thought i thought before dinner we could have the future's auntie to journey cake peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and she shows them off and roger and brie are like great so i guess journey cake is like a term for like a cake you know, that you eat on a, a journey yeah like a like, walking tart like a walking tart we're gonna have some walking tarts <laughs> or um, a swimming so, pie i you know so i that would might be challenging having a, a pie while you swim bar. no <laughs> anyway 
Yeah. It, Come on now. <laughs> you're very soggy and wet. Um, That's why you got to eat it. <laughs> but I, okay. So then anyway, so then, so then she shows them off. They're all like, oh, great. So then she starts handing them out to everyone. And of course, Jamie is like, oh, and he looks at it. He freaking eats his with his like, little like, knife and fork. Uh... He's like cutting it. And then they're all eating it. And then Jamie's like, hmm, very tasty. But uh, are you sure it's to be eaten? You could seal letters and mend your boots with it as well. <laughs> and they all, and then they all start laughing and giggling. And we can tell time's passing a little bit. And then Jamie sort of stands to do like a toast. Um, and he says, to home, to family, to great health, Slangevoir. And they all like Slangevoir. It's like bittersweet. Like, you yeah, know, you know, you're saying goodbye. Together, but yeah. but it's, it, it's tinged with sadness because like this is their literally their last meal. Like they're going to be leaving. Um, and so Neo... We cut to the next scene. So it's daytime and it's Roger and Bree with Jemmy and like the wagon and stuff and Ian and there's the horses and Ian's there. Um, and so they're traveling now. They're on the road. Okay. They're on their way. Um, we get a little bit of like a montage, like a little bit of times passing, all that kind of stuff. And then we can sort of see they arrive to their destination um, and they sort of get out and they're sort of climbing up to where the stones are. And you can hear <laughs> this kid, man. Jemmy likes running and he's like up here dad are we going for a walk like just and you're just kind of saying this stuff in the background and part of me is like I wonder if they told him to say this or some of it <laughs> he's just coming out he's like are we going for a walk and then you can start to hear the buzzing the noise oh, okay, yeah. as they get closer right and then you know we can um we can sort of you know Brie picks up Jemmy and they're sort of like you know he's like mommy and they're like getting walking closer and we can hear the buzzing so now we cut to we're back at the ridge and Claire is sitting in Roger and Bree's cabin. Okay. Right. And she's like on, she's sitting on their bed, um, which used to be their cabin. Right. And so she's sitting on their bed and she's looking at like all of the portraits that Bree had like drawn. Uh, yeah. So she's sort of sitting there. You can tell she's like been crying a little bit. Um, and then Jamie comes and he opens the door and he sees her there and he goes, I thought I might find you here. And then she's like, it's only been two weeks. Feels like they've been gone for an eternity. And he's like, yeah and and if roger was right they should be reaching the stone circle right about now so it's apparently about a two-week okay journey to get there which and means then, the militia has gathered that's great <laughs> like good times and so then um claire's like you know we started our life on the ridge in this cabin and now it's just you and me again and he's like he comes over and he's like we're not alone sassanac and then they hug and so then, you know, she looks down at the pictures and she, you know, they have a little hugging moment, forehead touch. And then, you know, she looks down at the pictures and she's like, she's so talented. Um, and he, he's like, I, maybe in the future, she can finally be an engineer. So we cut back to Roger and Brie and Ian and everyone. And so we can see like Roger's brought this rope and they've tied themselves together. Because oh, okay. it's true. Like every time Claire's gone, it's she's been alone. Yeah. And then when she went with Brie, Brie was like in her belly. Yeah. Because she even said to Brie, like when she found out she was pregnant with Jemmy, she was like, if you're going to go back, you have to go back now. I don't know what will happen if you go with yeah. a baby in your arms. Like, I don't know if you're torn apart. You know, you could go through the baby. Yeah. doesn't. The baby could land at a different time. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So they're taking a little bit of a gamble here. So um, they're like, so they're, they've all been tied to get like tied together with, the, they've tied themselves together with a rope, Jemmy's in between them. And so then Roger's like, are you ready? And Ian's like watching them. And then she's like, ready as, ready as we'll ever be. And you can just hear Jemmy in the, just chatting away. Um, Cute. 
And then Roger says, each strand of this rope is, is, is delicate and fragile, but braided together, it's strong. It'll hold us. Bree's like, let's hope so. And then Bree looks out to Ian and says, Ian, thank you for everything you've done for us. And then she says, take care of my parents. I love you. And he says, I love you too, cousin. And then um, she holds out the gemstones and she's like, gem, gem baby, can you take this one? So he takes one and she's like, hold it tight, okay? Hold it. He's like, I will. He's like this. He's like, hold it tight. Hold it tight. That's so cute. And he, he goes, I'm holding it tight. And she's like, yes, good boy. That's <laughs> and so, so then, sweet. And then we can hear the like, and so then they all together, they touch, they sort of touch the stones and we hear the like that noise of, and then they're gone. And okay. then so Ian's standing there and sees that they're gone. And so then Ian walks up to the stones and touches the stones Aww. and like looking around and like nothing's happening. And you can tell he's definitely disappointed. Right. And so now we cut to, okay, next scene. We now can see like Roger and Bree and Jemmy are now like laying on the ground, like surrounded by leaves and they're like looking and then Jemmy's like the first one to pop up and he's like, <laughs> he, he, you could literally hear him go, I woke up. <laughs> he goes, I woke up. And then he goes, now I'm done. <laughs> that one makes me wonder if that That's was just really like cute. the little kid being like, now I'm done. I'm done acting now. So like the director was like, I need you to just lie down and then I need you to just get up. And he's like, oh, okay, I woke up. He's like, That's he's really like cute. I woke up. And then he stands up and he's like, now I'm done. <laughs> and they're looking around and they're like, oh, looking around. And then Roger's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I just feel like I've been turned inside out. And then Jemmy like, and then they're like, we made it, we made it. And then we can see Jemmy like runs off and they're like, Jemmy. And he's like, run. And it looks like, you know, he's running off towards something. Okay. But we don't see really what it is, but he's like smiling and laughing and like running towards something. And they're like, and then they get up and they look and then you can just hear Roger just, they're staring at and Roger's like, what the devil? And then. Uh-oh, Skettios. You know, little Skettios like, uh-oh, what the Where'd devil? Where'd they go? So now we cut to, we're back at the ridge and um, we have, it's like uh, Jamie and Fergus and Josiah, one of the twins. Okay. Um, and then Ronnie Sinclair, one of the one of the guys, mm -hmm. one of Zara's mirror guys, um, they're there. They're like digging these holes. And Jamie comes over and he's like, what do you think? And Fergus is like, what a privilege to help with such a task. And Jamie's like, you may laugh, but there's an art to it. And Fergus is like, Voltaire says the perfect is the enemy of the good. And Jamie's like, I'm sure Voltaire has never dug a privy in his life. <laughs> like digging like privy holes or whatever. Um, and then we hear this like loud boom and we see this uh -oh. explosion happen in the distance. And they look over and Fergus is like the still, like that's like their whiskey still has just, uh, there's been an explosion. Wonder who so that would be. So they all start, so they all start running towards it. And Claire comes running outside because she's just here, clearly heard this. And she's like, what was that? And then Jamie's like, oh, it was the still. And Claire's like, well, I'm coming with you. Like in case, you know, there's injuries or anything. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, 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 you have patience to attend to. We'll, we'll see to it. So then he leaves her there and then he goes off to like deal with the still. So then now. Claire, it's like Claire and Marsley are in her oh, surgery. No. <laughs> Brittany's already hiding in her shirt. Because that was a diversion for sure. Brittany is hiding in her shirt. So now it's it's Claire and Marsley, and they've got um a patient in there, one of the one of the men from the ridge. Um, his name's Jordy. He's clearly got like a dislocated shoulder arm thing. Um, and so they're in there, Jermaine's in there with them. And so she's, you know, teaching Marsley what to do. And she's like, okay, so the trick is to get the humerus bone, which is the upper bar, bar arm bone 
into the right angle so that when you apply force, the head and the bone will. And the guy's like, Wah! she like pops it. Yeah. Pop back into the shoulder joint. And Marcy's like, I sort of like what you do when you joint a hog. And then Claire's like, yes, well, in this case, you're cutting in, in that case, you're cutting everything apart here. We're putting it back together. And then Jordy's like, well, thank God for small mercies, eh? So they're talking. And then all of a sudden we hear this like, you know, clattering and this like smash oh, noise. No. And Claire's like, what on earth? And so she goes to investigate and she can see some like, she just sees these like men coming in and she literally is like, what is the meaning of this? And then we see like a group of men barge in and one of them automatically just decks her in the face. And then <sighs> she's like, no. And then Marsley immediately tells Jermaine to hide under the yeah. bed she's like hide stay oh, there don't come out she's like stay under there no matter what happens and and there's now like four men that have grabbed claire and she's like fighting them she's like get off me get off me and um her patient jordy who has one arm is like let her go you bastards and he starts running and marsley charges to try to like help and they like shove her away and then another guy comes in the red coat guy hodgepodge yeah. a couple other men come in the side door so oh, they no. come in the side door and poor Jody, all right, Jordy, he gets shivved real quick. Rip. Um, our rip, Jordy gets shivved real quick. And so then when Marsley sees that ha- is happening and she grabs a pair of scissors and like runs at the guys to try to get Claire. And then they, they, the one guy just knocks her cold and she just goes down to the ground oh, and Claire's, no. Claire's screaming. Claire's like, Marsley, no, no. And so they're, they're struggling and, and then all of a sudden some more guys come in and they put a bag over her head and there's like five to six men carrying her away now and she's screaming for Jamie. She's like, Jamie, no. Oh Jamie. no, Claire. Oh no. So that's that. So now the next scene, we see the men are returning. It's like getting dark now. The men are returning from dealing with the still and they're coming towards the house and we can see Germain is standing outside in the front of the house by himself. And Fergus is like, Germain, and he likes walking towards him. He's like, it's nearly dark. What what are you doing? What are you doing out here all by yourself, mon petit garçon? And then he bends down to him. He's like, where's mama? And then Germain says, mama won't wake up, papa. And they're like, and then Jamie's like, where's your granny? And then Germain whispers and he goes, the bad man took grandmama. Aww. And Fergus turns and looks at Jamie and Jamie's like, so then the next scene is like, Fergus and Jamie both running into the surgery like like Jamie almost bounces off the wall he's running so quick and he sees Marsley on the ground he sees Jordy dead and he's like taking this whole scene in and Fergus there's no clear and Fergus runs in and checks on Marsley right away and he's like she's she's breathing she's breathing and then Jamie immediately is like Claire Claire like running around the house looking for Claire and we can just hear his voice echoing across the ridge just like Uh, Claire like literally birds take off like Claire Um, and then we see the next scene is it's almost dark and we can see him running um sort of with uh we see him running with a torch do you remember the cross the the cross from the first episode that he said I will only light this if I'm calling you to war so when all the men sort of yes promised to him yeah so because he didn't light it for the militia or the battle or anything like that but he's running across and he lights the cross now he lights the fiery cross so the cross is lit like basically him declaring war calling his men yeah calling his men and then that's how the episode ends oh my god that's where we're at it it was going so well too Uh, yep Yep. So how we feeling? How we feeling? So there's a couple cliffhangers. There's a couple cliffhangers. We don't don't like any of this. We don't know where Roger and Brie went. Do you have any theories with that? 
that they didn't go back to the 70s. Okay. <laughs> because if they went back to like, because that was supposed to be like modern Boston area, pretty fucking mm. evident when you're in there. Not necessarily modern Boston area. It was, um, well, it's up the coast. The whole it coast was, is I was going to say it's in, it's in yeah. It, although they could have, it could, the stone circle could still just be like, there are still woods that exist if that stone circle still exists. Yeah, but, but here, like, it would be pretty, like, it's pretty evident, like, when you pop it here. Yeah. I feel like it's. Like, we figured out pretty quickly where Claire was when she yeah. went back because she was like, oh, there's a road. Road, yeah. Um, so but I... we haven't seen much. It was just more them, like, in the woods. They woke up and Jemmy ran towards something giggling and they just were like, what the devil? That's yeah, all we so know. So I don't think I don't think they're in the 70s. I don't know where they are, but I don't think so. You're like, they went where they didn't mean to go. Yes, that's what my... Yeah. And they the worst time. The worst time. Worst, worst time. Yeah. So um that's a mystery. And then um Claire's, Claire's been kidnapped by See, I told you you should you shouldn't have healed, you should have let that wound fester and he would have died. Just, just let him suffer. Look, sometimes just you gotta or just you could have amputated a leg, he would have been hopping around. Would have been helpful, maybe. <laughs> But um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, I guess as as we go in, as we go into the finale, I we and we were doing so well too. It was like really great, heartwarming moments. It was sad with the goodbyes, but that ending. Um, Mm -hmm. poor Lizzie. So thoughts or yeah, poor Lizzie. Um, this is a sweet scene. Um, any thoughts or predictions as to what's happening in this finale? What's going down? Well, I mean. Jamie's men's gonna have to fight off of that stupid security council thing. Yeah, some bad shit's about to go down. Hmm. Oh, I know. Maybe the big house burns. Perhaps that might be the retaliation. Yeah, I know. Every time we're like waiting for this to happen, we're like, when is this happening? When is the yeah. house burning? But yeah, I think it's safe to say Jamie's. Well, and it's you know Jamie's effectively going to war. Like he's yep. calling. He's going to battle now. It's like they took they took Claire. We're we're going to like yeah. I need that. this militia for that. a literal battle. He didn't light the cross, but for this, he's lighting that cross. He's calling. Well, well I mean, you can't calling just, his men. You cannot kidnap Claire. Okay, that does not happen <laughs> without consequences. God damn it! I was gonna say it happens a lot, but it does happen, happen a lot. But there's consequences. People get beheaded. Yeah, shit goes was, down. Okay, it was rough too. Like mm-hmm. they really well, and it's not. I will say it's clear. It's not like Richard Brown wasn't there. It's the older Lionel. brother, it was yeah. Lionel, and it wasn't like the entire militia, but the, it, it was, was a certainly yeah. there was at least six or seven guys that we saw. Yeah, because at within least five crazy of them were carrying her off. You always get the extremists. You get your like weird movement, and then in it, you get the crazier movement, and in them, you get the stupid people that actually take action. Well, and you know, Ly- Lionel clearly has an axe to grind with her, and is a sexist asshole, and probably yes. figured out that she figured out or is hell a reason why his wife won't let him rape her. Yeah. And so, well, it, it was it was very yeah. He clearly potentially came across. Well, the the doctor Rawlings recommends was even like the women when she was in Brownsville were there talking about yeah. it. So he's so not going to like that. Clear. Helping, um, yeah. The yeah. second you saw, the second that he noticed the nameplate yeah. it was like i'm gonna come teach you shit. how dare you try to help my wife be oh my gosh the pay all because fergus grabbed the wrong piece of paper God damn it. no <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so yeah okay so predictions are we will eventually find out what the hap- where roger and brie went 
Yep. I guess that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> but it's not where they were expecting to go. Okay. And um and uh some shit's gonna go down. James Fraser is gonna be having yep. some bloodlust yep. going on. Yep. Happening. Um but yeah, so on that cheery note, everyone. Um buckle, <laughs> buckle up for this finale. Um, yeah. I can't believe we're at the finale already. I know. I'm gonna watch it and then I really hope season six comes on Netflix soon because I was even thinking about like when we get to season six of me like going episode by episode. I watch some Netflix, it's really easy. I can do it on my computer, I can do it on my phone, wherever I am. I can turn subtitles on. Yeah. Right now easier, yeah. I have, have the freaking Blu-ray, which is fine, but it means I have to sit. And because I tried to do the digital download and they're yeah, you can't stupid. get it. I still they have an email email. It's a stupid company. But in, yeah, it means you can't just kind of like do whatever in, anyway. Like unless I just say F it and like buy it on iTunes, but that seems but that's stupid silly because then you have it three copies. I of literally it. own it, so I'll figure it out. But we, got we want we've got time because we've still got to get through the next episode yeah. and then go through then go watching it all watching it all and then the wrap Recap up, up. And all yeah that. so netflix should get their shit together yeah a few more months come on now come on now but anywho that's yeah. where we're at um feeling real worried for everybody feeling real worried for a girl imagine like breathing like roger like that's such a risky thing because you're just like betting that you're going to end up where you want to be like what if the time circle nope. decided to send you back into like jurassic park yep. sent you somewhere where you didn't, didn't yeah like what a risky freaking game you were playing there yeah exactly no totally um and and uh hold on a second um yeah so i mean that's definitely a risk there and i i know my reaction when i first watched this too was like no, Claire's just been taken and kidnapped and Roger and Brie are gone. Yeah. Oh, that timing sucks. Good. That timing sucks. Yep. Um, but and Ian's gone too, because Ian's is with them. With yeah. Them. So he is they've lost Ian. So they're down like people to help and uh, and yikes. So he's so. gonna have to take yeah, and then that's less people at the ridge with Marsley helping, which is scary because what if the the house burns yeah, you're real worried about that house burning down right now you're well like, i'm worried about marshmallow being stuck in there okay she was dead they could have lit it on fire don't worry lizzie lizzie's there that's true they Bugs got lizzie they got daughter. you know okay good the beardsley twins like you know there's there's lots okay, of people look jamie right. i just need you uh, the, the fiery bodies that really got in my head so i need you to just have buckets of water around okay? around it all the time stop going to sleep with every candle lit <laughs> yeah you guys are terrifying me with this we stop it it's very visceral stop it <laughs> but like Christ. stinking flesh <laughs> that got me but, at the beginning of this episode ugh. people need to be more worried here gross i know honestly <laughs> um but yeah so and that's where we're leaving off jamie's calling his men to battle and i was gonna go get clear but thinks, it's gonna be terrible he thinks he is uh he's not happy camping right now no. but um Ooh. oh claire um okay so that is that everyone we'll see uh, thank you for listening on yes. that cheery note. Prepare for this finale. Um, yep. As always, we appreciate all of your feedback and your messages and yes. comments and 
all of that kind of stuff. And just, and even if you don't do that, we just appreciate you listening. If you do listen, yes, thank um, you. we appreciate you listening to our ridiculousness. Sometimes I don't know why, but I still appreciate right? it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so we will see you next week with the finale. Um, as always, you can find us on our social at, on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at she's an outlander. No dots. No dots. Um, have an email address which is always included in the show notes episode description that sort of deal um and yeah we we appreciate those of you that listen to us so thank you for hearing a motorcycle it's on my end oh i was like is that helicopter what is in my house (laughs) a motorcycle just drove oh okay i was (laughs) like this is loud um (laughs) all right thanks friend stay safe we'll see you next week Bye. bye